Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I want to say it again. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You may be seated. We're talking about living by faith. And that first verse, I want to bring it out a little bit more. It's giving you the definition of what faith is. It said now, right now, this is what faith is. It is the substance. That means it's the title. It's the deed that's in your hand. So when you have faith, it's just like having a title or deed in your hand, like with your car or with your home. Nobody can't take your car and you got the title, right? They can't take your home if you got the deed to your home, the title, whatever, for that home. Whatever you got with a car or whatever you may have and you showing that you have it in your hands, they cannot take it because you got the proof. So this is what faith is. Faith is our title. It is our deed. It is our assurance of what we're hoping for. So what you're hoping for, you should already know you have it because you have it in your hand. And it comes by faith. It says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the proof, the evidence of things not yet seen. This is why the Bible said the just shall live by faith. We as born again people must live by faith. Y'all, there is no other way that we can live except by faith. And this is why he's saying now faith is. He's teaching them what faith is. And he's saying this is how we have to live by faith. And if you read the whole 11th chapter, you will see how they live. They live by faith. So what makes you think that you don't supposed to live by faith? You don't live by natural faith. We're talking about a faith where you believe in things that you don't see. That's the type of faith we live by. We live by the unseen. We see chairs. We can sit in those chairs because we see them. That's natural faith. We believe that the chair is there, so we plop down in the chair and we sit in it. But what if somebody say, sit down? And they're saying, where do you want me to sit? I don't see a chair. I just want you to sit. I'm not sitting down. I'll fall down because there's no chair there. See, that's supernatural faith. You believing in what you don't see. So when they tell you to sit down, when you look, you see in a chair that's not actually there. That's what faith's supposed to do. Faith's supposed to see in the unseen. If you're going by the seen, you're not in faith. I'm going to say it again. If you're going by what you see, you're not in faith. Faith believes in the unseen and not the seen. I'm going to say it again. You're not operating in faith if you're waiting to see something in the seen instead of believing in the unseen. God, I don't have to see it to believe it. I'm just grabbing hold to it because it's what you said. Let me say that again. See, this, this is, I'm so grieved, y'all. I'm, I'm so full of tears, and I know it's the Holy Spirit. Because this is what God has been sharing with me. He said, my people are putting me in the category with man. Oh, it hurts. He said, my people are really putting me in the category with man. I said, God, what are you saying? Because I, I had to ask God. I said, God, this pandemic, it's all around. That's all people talking about is this pandemic. And I said, God, what's going on? What's going on? He said, man. He said, man is what's going on. I said, huh? He said, because man is believing more in the pandemic than they're believing in me. And the reason why they're not believing in me, because even my people are talking more about the pandemic than they're talking about me. He said, I'll have already got rid of the pandemic. If people would see me above the pandemic, they wouldn't be bowing down the pandemic. And then you wouldn't see pandemic no more. He said, but my people, the people that say they trust me. He said, those are the ones that screaming and hollering about why you ain't done this and why you ain't done that. Come on, somebody. Somebody's already mad because I said that. And the reason why you mad because you don't understand whom you are serving. You don't understand that he is God. He is the creator. He is the maker of all things. He made you. You didn't make yourself. Do you know him as Elohim? Look up at the sky. No man can put a rainbow in the sky and show different colors. I ain't seen a man do it yet. 
everything. He was before everything. Nobody didn't create God. But yet we're putting him with man. Oh yeah, we say the scripture. God is not man that he should lie. Oh, we say it. We say it. We agree with it. But when something pop up in our lives, we ask him, man... Instead of God, you're going to man first before you go to God. The reason why your relationship is not where it need to be with God, because you will go to him first. And I go to God before I go to my husband. I go to God, say something. I double dog dare you to say, because you out of line if you say I'm wrong. Say something. Say it. Because it's in his word. His word says, seek ye first. What Bible are you reading? See, you mad because you putting your husband and your boyfriend and your girlfriend and your children before you putting God. So don't get mad at me. Talk to God about it. He wrote it. You know why I put God before I put my husband? Because when I go to God and he tell me what to do, that man is going to come in alignment with it if he's on God's side. So I have to go to God to know how to go to him. Because God's going to tell me how to present it to him. I'm not going to do anything outside of him. I don't even have a right going to my daddy before I go to my husband. I go to God first, then I go to my husband. I don't go to my daddy and say, Daddy, what do I need to do about this? And I got a husband. I'm out of line. I'm in rebellion. Because I'm going against. Oh, I'm going to help somebody today. Because see, when I left my daddy's house and went into my husband's house, I don't go back in my daddy's house asking him what I do with my husband. Oh, yeah. We got folk like that. You get married to your wife, but you go into your mama so you can tell your wife what to do because your mama said. Don't work like that. So see, we say, I don't put God, man, above God. Oh, yes, we do. Because anytime we don't stop and ask him first, we're putting something ahead of him. We cannot use scripture until we know exactly what scripture is saying. If scripture is saying God is not man, that's what God is saying. Quit putting me in the category with man. I'm God. I stand alone. I created man. Man wouldn't be here if I didn't create him. So God is not man that he should lie. So don't use that when you put man above God instead of saying, God, what would you have me to do with this? Because he said in his word, I will instruct you. I will teach you. I will guide you with my eye. That means I'm going to give you counsel. And if you come to me first, man got to bow down to my word. But we don't do that sometimes. I said, we don't do that sometimes. I ain't called no names. So if you got offended, it's on you. We don't do that sometimes. We always check in with somebody else before we check in with God. God said, check in with me. Check in with me. He said, when you check in with me, that means that you believe me. Your faith is in me and not in that situation. Y'all, the Bible tells you that man will fail you. Not that they mean to, y'all. Don't get me wrong. My husband, his intentions is good towards me. He may tell me he's going to get me a Louis Vuitton. Is that what you say? <laughs> and his heart, is, his heart is on fire to get me that Louis Vuitton. Not that I need one. But if he told me that, I'll trust him. I'll be looking for it. Then when I see it never come, I'll be like, man, what's up? I done told everybody what you get me and I ain't got. He said, well, let me tell you, man, that he called me man. Well, let me tell you, my intentions was to get it. But you know that job that I bid it on? You know, they told me I just didn't get it. Am I going to be mad? At first, I'm going to say, 
I'm only human. I'm just a woman. I'll just have to say, well, honey, you just should have told me that was the situation and maybe I wouldn't open my big mouth. Then he would have said, you shouldn't open your mouth anyway. And then I would have said, but you said, and we would have got an ark. Y'all know how it go, right? But if I had went to God after he told me and said, God, this is what my husband want to do for me. God would have told me what he needed to tell me because he do everything. Y'all see what I'm saying? God is not, oh, God is not man, y'all. He's not man, Brother Willie. That he should lie to you, Brother Willie. Neither the son of man that he's going to change his mind, Brother Willie. See, man will tell you this is what we're going to do today. And they change their mind and say, I can't make that today. I can't make that appointment today. But when God tell you this is what's going to happen today, it's already happened. He ain't going to change his mind because Brother Willie messed up, Sister Niece messed up, Brother Jamie messed up. He ain't going to change his mind because he is God. Whatever is written is what he said. And God said the only thing you got to do is pull off these pages. You got to go in there and get it. Look, y'all, look. Can I tell y'all something? Somebody going to get mad again. It's okay. It don't make me no difference. Y'all know me. Get mad. You get glad again because you're going to need me just like I'm going to need you. We need each other. So I'm going to pray for you. See, y'all always have this iPad up here. Y'all know that, right? How many of y'all see me use it half the time? It's just there. Right? Sometimes you just put it there because you want to break down something a little bit better. But guess what I learned? You see all these gadgets we have, the iPads, the iPhones, the Galaxies, the the older ones and all this stuff. They change. They could go out on you. So when you bring them to church, if that word ain't in you and you can't get a good connection, that scripture gone. But when you take this book here, This Bible, you can flip it, you can turn it, you can get it in you. That's why it's okay to have your phone, but you got to get it in you because your phone will die out. It'll lose all your information. Have you ever been before when you're getting a new phone and you say, I want you to transfer all of these pictures, all this stuff over to the phone, half the stuff you forgot that you had. Then if it's lost, you don't miss it until it pops up in your head. Where's that address? Where's, because you depend on God ain't no iPad. He ain't no cell phone. The batteries die out. You got to recharge them. Not God. See, everything that we depending on, we got to give it a charge. You got to stick it in somewhere to charge it. Even in your car when you travel, you stick that phone in to make sure that GPS is working. But the only charge I have to do is once I get the word in me, I connect with the charge that's fully charged, which is my spirit. And boom, bam, thank you, ma'am. There is life. But we use this equipment that we have more than we use God. We crank up our car. We we crank it up because we believe that car is going to start. We ain't even thinking that car ain't going to start. We put the signal on. We ain't even thought about the signal ain't working. We trust it. But soon as something happened in our lives, the first thing we ask God, why God? You looking for him not to work. There's no on and off with God. So when we use scripture, we better know that we're believing in what we're using. Paul said, I only speak what I believe. Some of us are just speaking to let people know we say we know. I learn. Whatever I know, I'm living. I can't tell you something I'm not living myself. I can't tell you to trust God and I'm begging him for something. See, we need to come. Y'all, we living in a time right now. It ain't no time to be playing around with scripture. 
It's time not to just grab a lot of scripture. It's time to meditate on one at a time and get it in you and live that scripture before you go to another. Because if he said, I shall supply all of your needs according to what? My riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know the need ain't coming by what you do, but it's coming by what he's done. So quit trying to work three jobs to get the needs supplied and you quoting scripture, you're out of line. Because you're trying to work it to get it done. Did God tell you to do it? Did God tell you to get in debt? Now you in debt. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You're saying the scripture and you're still getting in debt. (laughs) Then you're asking God, why am I still in debt? (laughs) Because you're doing it your way and not the way that I set it up for you. The Bible said, oh, no man, nothing but the love him. Oh, no man, nothing but to love them. If you go to somebody and you get money from them, you got to pay them that money until that debt is fulfilled. You don't wait till they call your house and say, man, you can't get blood out of a turnip. Well, that same turnip came to my office and had blood in it and I want my money. Come on, we talk ignorant as Christian folk. I had somebody to tell me one time when they were calling their house. They told the one that was calling them, I'm too anointed for you to call me. (laughs) If you died anointed, the bill would have been paid. Why are you calling me? Why did you take out the loan? You need to humble yourself and say, you know what? Forgive me. I'm wrong for not paying you because you gave me that loan. And I'm going to do the best I can. To make sure you get that money. You humble yourself with it. Evidently God talking to somebody today. You humble yourself with those collectors. Because I was one of them. Saved y'all years ago. Can't get blood out of a turnip. Because I heard it from somebody. Got mad at them people calling me about the credit card. I got mad. Then I would go back before God. And talk to him a little bit. God them people calling me. Da, 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 da. But then when I humbled myself before God. I said, God, forgive me. I do owe that bill. And the only thing I'm asking you with the help of the Holy Spirit is to show me how to pay these people. I said, because God, I don't want my credit messed up, but I just don't have it. So God, I need your help. And I ain't lying, y'all. The Holy Spirit showed me how to do it. Not only one got paid, three. Three. God is so good to us. He's just waiting on the humble ones. Because he said, if you humble yourself up under the mighty hand of God, under, listen what I say, under the mighty, do y'all hear what I say? Hand of who? God. Nobody else but God. He said, then you shall be exalted. You ain't going nowhere until you humble yourself. Some of y'all think you want to get promoted, but you ain't humbling yourself on the job. You got to do it unto God and not man. You work for your boss. They don't work for you. Get down and humble yourself. You may not like what they're telling you, but humble yourself. Go talk to your heavenly father and say, Father, I don't like what they said. You know it's wrong, but show me how to handle this in love. You do not refuse to do no work because you don't want to do it. You do it because you're in love with God and you're being obedient to God because he told you to honor those that's in authority. Not lest they tell you to jump out of a window. You just say, stop right there. God ain't no murderer. See, we get so high-minded. That's the enemy, full of pride. Pride is up here. That we want to tell people what, who we work for, what we ain't going to do, and what we are going to do. Daddy, how long you stay on the job? 40 years. How, 42 years on the job. That had to be a lot of humbling. But he knew he had a family. He knew he had to take care of his family, so he took what he had to take. But I, I guarantee you this, I bet he cried out to God many days. Come on, on my job, they done me wrong. I cried out many a days. I had a Pacific bathroom on 
that job that I went into and I looked up to heaven. I looked to the hills from which comes my help. And I said, God, I can't take this. You got to help me. Here I am pregnant as a tick. They don't even want me to go to the bathroom. They're giving me more work than I can handle. God, what do you want me to do? And all I would hear, be not weary in well-doing. In due season, you'll reap if you faint not. So I go out the bathroom happy. But when I go back, they go the same verse. I said, wait a minute, God. I done heard it. I got mad. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the same verse. I got to hear more than that. I said, because this is getting worse. I got to hear more than this. But God said, you, you got to be humble some more. You got to be humble some more. If you can't accept that verse, why you want another? Ooh. God, you had to hit me like that. If you can't take that one verse, why are you asking for another? Because even if I gave you another, you'll only be happy for a moment. Then when they hit you with something else, then you're ready for another one. So God was letting me know it's time to grow up in me. Not in you. It's time for you to mature in this word to the point that they don't bother you because you know who you are in me. I'm talking about living a life of faith. This is what I'm talking about. This is what faith does. This is how you live your life according. Faith is his word. It's believing in what God said. Y'all, that's living a life of faith. It's taking God at his word and not questioning God and say, God, this is your word because you're not man. Faith reminds you every day who he is. Not who you're trying to be. Faith ain't about what you do. Faith is about what God has already done. And guess what God had the audacity to do? So I wouldn't have an excuse. He said, not only is faith the substance of things that you hope for and the evidence of things you don't yet see. He said, but I made sure you had some of that faith in you when you got born again so you could connect with me. He said, so faith is a part of you. It's the fruit of the spirit. And how you develop your faith is by hearing the word of God. Faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God. Why do you think the enemy don't want you to hear the word of God? Because your faith began to develop. It began to get bigger. Even though he's given you the faith, in order for your faith to grow, to increase, I mean increasing in believing for different things. It's different levels. Some of us want big faith and can't even believe God for an M&M. I'm going to say it again. You want big faith and can't even believe him for M&M. God going to meet you where you are. That's why he have the Holy Spirit to remind you of what you already have. I'm so cautious. That when I'm ministering to someone. I have to check me. Because sometimes we haven't arrived in some areas that we think we have arrived in. Because if you hadn't went into this word and searched the land. See the Bible is your land. The Bible is your assurance. What's written is your assurance. Your title deed. That's the word of God. It is written. But you got to take what's written off of these pages and get it in your heart. So when you speak it, it becomes spoken. Rima is what you speak. It can stay on these pages all day long. I got to get beyond reading it. People going to know I know it when I'm living it. You don't know nothing until you live it. I can tell people I know how to tie my shoes, but until I tie them shoes, I don't know how to tie them. So you got to live what you say. You can't just say it. Quit being pleasers of men. I keep telling people. I keep telling people. If you tell them the truth the first time, you won't have to keep lying the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth. And now you got a bag full of lies. And now the enemy done brought something else with those lies. And here you are with everything coming at you because you couldn't stand up for the truth because that was whoever. You want people to like you so much, you'd rather lie to them than to tell them the truth. So then when they find out truth for someone else, they can't trust you no more. Even though you have changed, God got to deal with them because you lied. We bring it on ourselves. 
It's not God. God done fixed everything that need to be fixed, y'all. God ain't going back and fix it again. Because once he fixed it the first time, it's done. That's why Jesus said it's finished. Jesus said it was finished and he went and sat down on the right side of God. He sat. The priest was standing. They couldn't sit down. They had to stand. But when Jesus died for our sins, once sins for all, he died one time for sin. One time for sin. He died for it. And he sat down. Because he said it is finished. I done done everything that need to be done. I fulfilled the law. I didn't do away with the law. I did what man could not do. They couldn't keep it. So I fulfilled it. But it's still his word. But it ain't by works no more. It's by grace. It's still his word. They had to work to get what they wanted from God. God said if you do this. I'm going to do this. So whatever you get is going to be based on what you do. But what I get today is based on having faith in God, whether I do it or not. Not doing is going to block me from getting what I already have that I don't have to work for, but it's already mine. So when we understand these principles, the Bible say when you sow, you're going to reap. That's the law of God. So we're going to do away with that, right? No, you don't. Because God said you got to go by my spiritual laws. That's how my word manifests in your life. If you sow lies, you're going to reap lies. If you sow debt, you're going to reap debt. Whatever you sow, it's going to come back up. You're going to reap it. That's what he means by sowing and reaping. When you sow gossip, you're going to reap gossip. When you talk about somebody else, they're going to talk about you. So don't be thinking, why are they talking about me? Who are you talking about? Because some people talk about you without a cause, okay? But if we know we're running our mouth too, why are we mad? See, we got to check ourselves too and say, God, what door is open for this to come in my life? That's why he give you the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance the word of God. So the Holy Spirit will convict you of righteousness. So he said, the just shall live by faith. So as God began to take me into this teaching by living by faith, he said, by faith, the elders... These are old men of old, obtain a good report. Now you telling me that way back when, the elders, the older men, they believe God and they obtain a good report. So do you think we don't supposed to do what they done? That's why it's in the Bible to tell you what they done. They had to live by faith. They had to believe God to obtain. They begin to testify. They began to bear witness, and the only way they bared witness was by having faith in God. It wasn't faith in them. It was faith in God. Our faith has to be in God and not man. This is what, where we're having problems at with this pandemic. Our faith is in what man is telling us to do. And man is getting so big-headed now, they want you to bow down to what they're saying. They're getting big-headed. When they see people taking charge, they get more big-headed. And we want to obey what they're saying because guess what? They're in authority. But it's time for us, church, to rise up and begin to decree and declare what God has already said. And the more we decree and declare it, we show in man, you're not God. You can't fix this pandemic. You can't do it with your might and your strength. And they're calling on Jesus. Jesus ain't like no windshield wiper. One minute, we're going to do this. Next minute, we can't try that no more. We found out it's another case. And this is the way this case is. So we're going to try this. That is not God. So some people sitting in front of the tube. Let me see what they're saying now. Hush, hush. They're saying now, it's in your stool. <laughs> Shut the toilet, flush it quick when you come out. So keep your last all close by, because they're saying it's coming through the toilet now. So now they're going to close off the toilets in places where you can't use it, because they don't know which stool caused it. Y'all can laugh all you want, it's truth. It's truth. It's truth. 
It's nothing but the truth. They're coming up with everything they can come up with. Now, when they mandate the mass, let me bring correction. Let me say it like you in elementary. I'm going to say it line upon line, precept upon precept. And I'm going to say it slowly because some people think they're so educated that they know, but they don't know. People with hardened hearts, y'all, even though you speak in truth, they don't hear truth because they've been paying too much attention to natural instead of paying attention to spiritual. So they're going to come at spiritual instead of coming at natural because they trust in man more than they trust in God, but yet they're saying they trust in God. This is what I'm saying, y'all. We obey authority. If authority put a law out and tell us to do it, go back in the Bible. If it is not coming against God's word, you do it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were in Babylon. They were up under them. But when they came against what God said don't do, that's when they refused to do it. That's the only time you don't do it. But whatever they say, if they mandate a mask, we wear a mask. If you go in businesses and businesses require you to have a mask for service, slap on the mask so you don't get the toes done, you don't get the hair done. You don't get the eyelash. You don't get nothing done until you do what they tell you to do because that's their business. They're giving you service and you don't go up in there and say, listen here, I'm dwelling under Psalms 91. I ain't putting on no mask. Get your little rebellious butt back home. Because if you were abiding by God's word, you're not going to contradict what the word says. Those that are in authority, you going into their business. You don't run nothing up in there. Now you're trying to flaunt a Psalms 91 and ain't even been in it. You do what they tell you to do. But if they don't require no mask and you trust in God, even if you put on the mask and you go in there, that don't mean you're not trusting God. You're abiding by what they say. But when you're out in public and you trust in God and God is telling you, I am your protector, I am your shield, I am your rock, I am your fortress. If he's telling you that and you feel comfortable without one, don't let nobody condemn you because you're not wearing one. But if you're around family and family is not where you are, Paul, he reached people where they were. He didn't do what they done. But to reach them, Paul would put on a mask. And he would talk through the mask to family and say, I got on the mask, but ain't going to stop me from telling you about Jesus. Know the difference, y'all. Quit trying to be big and bad, and then you're going home. Spray me down, baby. Spray me good. Don't miss nothing, baby. Spray me good. Talking all that yang yang while you out. You a hypocrite. Hypocrite. If you're going to believe that Lysol is saving you, talk about Lysol, but don't put God in the midst of your Lysol. Don't be talking about God and, yeah, God, I'm under Psalms 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide up under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord that he is my what? Refuge and my what? Fortress and my what? And I trust, and in him I shall trust. No evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come down my dwelling, because he has given his angels charge over me to keep me and guard me in all my ways. Now hand me that candle I saw. (laughs) Just use the last saw and don't put God in it. Don't say that. Just use your last saw, because God don't work like that. He don't need help. Y'all quit it. Let's quit it. Nobody ain't going to condemn you from using lies. So they're just saying, see, I, I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You doing what they tell you. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't tell you to drink Clorox, but some of the people doing it. They're trying to get it out their bodies and dying. 
So what am I saying today? Church, we're the church. We're the ones getting taught. Either you're going to believe God or you're not. You can't say you believe him and you're oppo- acting opposite to him. So what I have been saying is the ones that want to wear a mask, wear your mask. I have no problem. Nobody else have a problem. But the ones who are leaning and depending on God and know who he is and they choose not to, don't condemn those people. It's where you are. Some Christian folks may not be where you are. Don't put them in your category. They may not be in the word the way you are to trust God to the point. God still love them. We don't condemn each other. We don't do that. We love one another. But we encourage one another. If somebody don't eat meat, we don't condemn them for not eating meat. Just because you... It's in Romans 14. Y'all read the word. Why are you letting this pandemic uproot what you're supposed to have? When stuff come in on the scene, now you're looking at it like, they wrong. They don't eat no meat. That's why they're so skinny. Well, if they don't eat meat, that's them. You mad because you fat? I ain't never seen such foolishness. Comparing yourself amongst yourself ain't wise. If somebody eating pig feet and that's what they choose to do, let them do it. But then when the Lord send you a word to tell them, you know, God is saying this. You tell them what God said. And if they still choose to do it, let them do it. Don't get mad. You done gave them the word. So this is what I'm saying. We want to live by faith. So whatever comes. You're going to know how you've been living. Whatever bill come unexpectedly, you're going to know how you've been living. You've been living on the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, I shall not lack in any area. So God, if you paid off these, you'll pay off this one. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you're God. I know you're Jehovah. This is living by faith. I know you're Jehovah Jireh. I don't deny I owe these people, but I know I don't have it. The bank don't have it. And I just have to trust you to know how to handle this. That's seeking God. That's living by faith. You're honoring him above this. Faith honors God, not man. Faith, go to God first and say, this bill showed up. What do I do with this bill? Y'all, let me tell you something. When we honor God, let me tell you something. He's so good. He's so, so good. Y'all know our testimony, me and my husband. And people look at us like we, gimme, gimme, my name is Jimmy. See, that's how the enemy put lies out there. Because when they look at you, your lifestyle, they wonder, how you living? They got to be some drug dealers somewhere. They taking all the Miracle Temple people's money. That's why they living like they living. I'm living like I'm living because we live by faith. We live by faith and whoever heart God touch to help us, I don't stop them because, but I don't use people either. I don't try to get out of people because God touched their heart. I want to do things in love. So we live by faith, me and my husband, if something pop up, I don't go to y'all. I don't even go to my daddy. He don't go to his family. You know what we do? We come together. We touch and agree according to what God said. If me and my husband's lifestyle and what I have been telling you guys that have not shown y'all that we live by faith. Y'all, let me tell you something. God have put stuff on people's hearts to give us cars. We gave them away. What light bulb hadn't come on yet? We gave the cars away. They gave them to us. We could have kept the cars. Seven, eight cars have been given over to us, to titles. We gave them to somebody else. We let them use our vehicles. When people don't have a vehicle to drive, use our vehicles. My husband just got a Cadillac Escalade. I believe about four or five people done drove the vehicle. His car. They're just cars. Why we do it? Because that's the love of God in us. How can we sit around with something and we got a sheep? Now, if I got a rebellious sheep that's drinking and doing whatever, I'll pick you up. 
I'll take you where you need to be. I ain't giving you no keys. Now I'm going to clear that up right now. If I got a lazy sheep that's saying they want to go look for a job and you ain't look for a job yet, I'm going to take you to look for the job. That's just how I am. I'm going to do it the right way. So living by faith is believing God. Y'all know our testimonies. Y'all know the testimony of our daughter who got into a school. We ain't paid nothing yet. This is her last year. Then when the money pop up and she said, Mama, they're telling me for summer school I need this amount of money. Should I take this loan? I said, you know what, baby? We trusted God and we're going to still trust God. And whatever your room costs, the money is going to be there for it to be paid. We're going to trust God, baby. But let me tell you, at first, I said, wait a minute. This right here, you, you got your little scholarships. They start when you go back in the fall. I said, so... They ain't pulling from these scholarships. So I said, well, Ariel, how much they said that loan was, girl? See, human coming back in. How much they said it was, girl? When mama they said it was this amount, then all of a sudden, I said, wait a minute, hold it. Let's wait. Let's trust God. Let me tell y'all one thing. In trusting God, a check come. Ooh, thank you, God. In my daughter's name. That they gave her. They still hadn't charged her for a room. I said baby just put it in the bank. Give God glory. So guess what. The room popped up. And. I said well thank God. You got the money to pay for the room. They sent you money. Pay for the room. Now I could have been a greedy mama. Don't give them or die. Just keep your money honey. No. Pay home you old baby. God got you. Right after we said, pay home you old baby. My husband went to the mailbox. He looked at the mail. He said, there's another check in here. Woo. That says pay to the order. Woo. Of Aria Bryant. She opened up the check. That that she have to pay. God gave it back. Y'all don't understand. Hallelujah. What's wrong, people? We got to trust God. What if I had just gave up my testimony? Some people said the check still would have come. You don't understand. God would have said you ain't got that yet. I can tell you over and over again how people looked at me like I was crazy. From the first church to this church. But I got a word from God. And his word was my final authority. With no money in the bank. Jennifer. Darlene. No money. But when we went. Being obedient to God. The banker is going to look at us and say. Can I say something to you? Yes sir. And in my head I'm saying. Oh Jesus I done messed up this paperwork. He said, I have never seen a church that I have done with the spirit of excellency like I have seen with this church. And this man, when he left that bank, went to another bank. He called me one day. He said, I want to let you know where I am in case you need my help. Y'all don't understand. Miracle Temple... Some of y'all don't understand me. Some of y'all have gotten y'all heart stuff against me. Because you don't understand the God I serve. You look at the glory. But you don't know my story. Me and my husband never begged nobody to join here. We never begged nobody for money because if I can't trust my God, who can I trust? I said, God, if you don't show yourself mighty, if you don't show yourself strong, they're going to know that you ain't God because I'm going on what you told me to do. Not on what man think of me. I'm going to do what you tell me to do when it don't look right. How many of y'all have seen Pender County tore up, churches demolished, this church God come in and did a sweeping within five to six weeks. 
and his churches that ain't even it. Miracle Temple, if y'all don't see God at work, then you ain't been with him. If you don't see him at work with where you are and people trying to get you out of where you are, people are turning you against me and you think I don't know it. People are telling you I'm self-righteous. I'm selfish. I only want your money. And if you're listening to those lies, you're going to be fooled and you're going to be out of a place that God is protecting you. He want to pull you out so he has to make the head look bad, y'all. We live by faith at Miracle Temple. We trust God, and this is so good. When you do what God says, when you honor his word, living by faith is honoring his word. When the word say give, you don't give to get, you give because the word tells you to give it. You don't look for nothing in return because you know you're living by faith. And if you empty out, God is going to put back in. So I ain't lying, y'all. I was, I was just being overwhelmed, me and my husband, with blueberries. Blueberries everywhere. Somebody would send us blueberries and we give out those blueberries. More blueberries would come. So then somebody else called me with blueberries and said, how many blueberries you need? I said, whatever you want to give me. I didn't try to be greedy. They gave me them blueberries. I gave out those blueberries. Then I had somebody to call me and um, call my husband and say, do you want blueberries? I said, sure. They delivered the blueberries to the house, dumped them all in there and said, my wife can't eat all these. I'm giving you some. Blueberries everywhere. Y'all, do y'all know how much blueberries cost when you want to make a smoothie? See, the little things we don't thank God for. We have the big stuff, but if you can't be faithful over a little, God can't, this is living by faith. God said, if you can't be faithful over these little blueberries, why are you asking me for a Louis Vuitton? I ain't asked for no Louis Vuitton, y'all. I'm just using that as an example. He said, because you ain't even faithful. You ain't even giving me glory for the blueberries. We live by faith. We walk by faith. That's what we do. We walk by faith and not by sight. So God is saying, this is how my people should live. You live independent on me. If I say don't move, don't move. If I say be still and know that I'm God, be still and know that I'm God. Some of us are still trying to work it. We're trying to work the world system and put it in with God's system and then say God did it. No, he didn't. You did it. You did it yourself, and now you're giving God glory. But then next thing we know, what you were giving God glory for, you don't have it no more. God don't give you nothing to take it. The blessings of the Lord makes you rich and adds no sorrow to it. So whatever he give you, God is not going to take it back from you. Or if he give it to you in hard times, come. God is going to maintain what he have given you. Some people that are not used to large sums of money, they look out for themselves. They go spend it unwisely. Then when a bill come due, now they're barking. You should have done what you should have done with what God gave you. He's first. You give to him first because the word tells you that. People get mad when ministers tell you, give. Oh, look at them. They're trying to take people money. You ignorant. Yeah, I said it. Ignorant mean don't know, by the way. I'll I'll put it another way. You just don't know. Open up the word of God. People get so offensive when you don't speak their language. But when they're speaking outside of your language, they expect you to whimper and like, okay, okay, I'll do that. We have a language and it's the word of God. It is what it is. You can't change that language. That's God's word. That's him. God said, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the things that have come out of my lips. I'm not going to alter it. I'm not going to change it. And I'm not going to use God's word to try to justify me. I'm just going to give you the truth. So let me leave you with this. God know what he's doing, don't he? He knows what he's doing all the time. Go with me to 2 Chronicles the 13th chapter. 
Second Chronicles, the 13th chapter. And let's hear what God is saying to Abijah and to Jeroboam. These were two kingdoms. Second Chronicles, the 13th chapter. Now it's Judah and it's Israel. We know there, there was a divided kingdom because of Solomon. They're supposed to both be under covenant with God, but they were divided. Let me tell y'all something. A divided house don't stand. And this is what's happening with the churches today. They are divided. They say, some churches say they're serving God, but they're coming against what God is saying. So these two here was Abijah and Jeroboam. And I want you to look at verse 3, and it's telling you how many um, men were with um, Jeroboam and how many was with Abijah. It was 400,000 chosen men with Abijah. It was 800,000 chosen men with Jeroboam. These two were coming against each other. Remember, Abijah had less men than Jeroboam. Y'all better catch this. Had less men than Jeroboam. Now, this Jeroboam, he was serving other gods. He was bringing in priests, taking out the priests God has set in order and bringing in whom he want to bring in. What do you see in the churches today? They're putting people in place that they want to put in place that God didn't say put in place. So this is what was happening. So Abijah, he was abiding by what God was telling him to do. Both of them supposed to have been under covenant with God. They were God's people. But Jeroboam, what was he doing? He was doing things the world way. He was doing things the way he wanted to do it. He was serving other gods, yet saying he was serving God. Who does that, y'all? See, this is what's happening now. So this is what happened. I want you to listen at this part. Verse 10. Abijah was saying basically what Jeroboam was doing. But verse 10, this is what Abijah said. He said, but as for us, look at your neighbor, say, as for us. The Lord is our God. And we have not forsaken him, and the priests which minister unto the Lord are the sons of Aaron, and the Levites wait upon their business. So um, Abijah is showing them what God had put in order. And he's showing them by what God was doing, this is what they were doing, okay? Sometimes you got to give people the word of God so they can see themselves. Then it goes on to verse 12, and I want you to listen at this. And behold, God himself is with us for our captain and his priests with sounding trumpets to cry alarm against you. O children of Israel, listen what he said. Fight you not against the Lord God of your fathers, for you shall not prosper. Was he not walking by faith? Was he not trusting in God? Did he not forewarn them and say, don't fight against God? See, even though they had an army, he said, if you come against us, you're coming against God. How many people is coming against Miracle Temple and have to realize you ain't coming against us. You're coming against God. Because if we're doing what God tell us to do, God got us. Right? He said, but Jeroboam caused an ambush. Listen what Jeroboam did. To come about behind them. Listen at this. And they were before Judah. They was behind and before. This is what the enemy is doing now. He's putting the pandemic before you. He's putting the pandemic behind you. Everywhere you look, there's the pandemic. Right? So the ambush was set. Do not think, because you in this world, that things are not going to be set against you. But you got to know, whom you serve, regardless of what come. It's going to come, y'all. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. It's going to form, but he said it's not going to prosper. They set the ambush. Then it said, and when Judah looked back, behold, the battle was before and behind. And listen at this. And they cried. What's the first thing they did? Unto who? No, it was under man. It was man. Because that's what some of us do. They cried unto the Lord. And the priest sounded with the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout. And as the men of Judah shouted, it came to pass that God smote Jeroboam, all Israel, before Abijah and Judah. And the children of Israel fled before Judah. And God delivered them into their hands. And listen at this. Guess how many they slain? 500,000. 
chosen men. That was because of God. Because they put, now I'm going to give you the verse. Thus the children of Israel were brought under at that time, and the children of Judah prevailed, listen, because they relied upon the Lord God of their fathers. That's living by faith. That's walking by faith. They didn't look at the army that was before or behind. They cried out to God because they knew that God would help them. Who are we crying out to in this pandemic? In anything. Are we crying out to God or are we waiting on man? Because when you cry out to God, God is not going to be made ashamed of. When you put your trust and your reliance in God, God is going to show himself mighty. He's going to show himself strong. God is not going to. Do you think if we're serving God with your whole heart, I'm not talking about fake it to make it. I'm not talking about ducking and dodging. I'm not talking about trying to help God by doing everything right. What I'm saying is the way the world is doing. I'm talking about you walking so much by faith. You ain't, quen- you ain't trembling. You ain't doing nothing but walking. Because you live in your life by faith and you know who your protector is. You know who watches over his word to perform it. He said, I will hasten my word to perform it. But we have to believe God's word. We have to trust his word, knowing that his word is not going to fail. Have he not said it? Shall he not do it? Have he not spoken it to you? Shall he not make it good? God is going to do what he said, but the problem is some of us have already made up our mind to believe man. So even if God is speaking to you, your mind is made up. Quit putting God in the equation to say, I done made up my mind. I'm going to trust man. Trust him. Nobody ain't going to hate you for what you're doing. Trust him, but don't put God in it. If you're going to put him in it, seek him. Seek him with your whole heart and say, God, I need your help. Like Jehoshaphat, fear came in. There was mighty armies, three, coming against him. He began to speak God's word. And then at the end, he said, God, we don't know what to do. He told the truth. Our eyes are on you. They humbled themselves, and God began to speak. How can God speak if you never go to him? He's always, always speaking, but we don't hear him because we wait no man to give us the answer. If God already gave you the answer, we go on. Because we rather trust man than put our faith. We rather trust man than put our faith in God. Y'all, we're living in a time that is so evil. We got to hear God where we go. God, I want to go here today. But should I go here today? Because we're living in an evil world. Sometimes you can be in the midst of something you don't need to be in the midst of because your flesh got bored. (laughs) I'm going to say that. Flesh get bored. But let me tell you something. When I'm in the Word, just leave me there. My husband and them sometimes say, hey, you want to go with us? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll be right here when you get back. And before I know, the whole day is gone. Then I said, Jesus, help me. I said, help me, Jesus. You, you, you know I love my family, and my family love me, but uh, help me, Jesus. They don't get upset because they know me. We got that relationship. Now, we do hang. Yeah, we do. But let me hang with him first, and then I can hang with you. Because, see, sometimes we can get offensive even with our husband, with our wife, with our children. You know, because we can have so much on our plate, and then we just go off. And those times, leave me be. Let me talk to Jesus and tell him all about you. (laughs) So when I come out, it's going to be all right. (laughs) Tell him all about my problems. What's that song? I'm having a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about you. He's going to hear my faintest cry about you. And when I get through, you're going to be in trouble. What's the other part? Just a little talk with Jesus makes you right. (laughs) Let's just be honest. We always go to people about God about people, but we need to start out and say, God, did I do something to cause them to be this way? 
That's how we humble ourselves. That's living by faith. The only thing I've been talking about is faith. This is how we live. The just live by faith. And when you live that way, you live by the word. And you don't come down just to be friends with nobody. You stand on what you believe and you begin to pray for them and say, God, open their eyes. Allow them to see this is where they are. This is where I am. But I'm going to love them if I have to love them from a distance. I have learned that in ministry, y'all. I'm not coming down when I know what God is saying just to make church folks happy. No, because if you haven't gotten that yet, that don't mean I come where you are and forget about who I am in him. Some of y'all are coming where people are to satisfy them. Some of y'all say, I'm, I'm going to do this for my wife or I'm going to do this for my husband so we have peace in this home. You ain't going to never have peace like that. Just to satisfy a wife and you know she's wrong. You know she's acting like Jezebel. That's the spirit. Cast Jezebel out. Look at the wife and say, Jezebel, get out of this house. Woman, you stay here. Come on, do what the words say. Come on. And then talk to the husband. Ahab, get out of this house. Honey, stay here. Wait a minute, y'all. See, people get mad at me. They get mad when they hear the truth. You know why people flare up? Because that word is working. And they don't want to come down with that flesh. They don't want to come down in the flesh, y'all. When the word is working, it's going to stir up them spirits. And that's when you say, come out in the name of Jesus. Some of y'all are afraid to come out because you don't know what's coming. <laughs> so you rather let it stay in there and just have peace. Say, come out in the name of Jesus. You talking to me, then you won't see him no more. The word will either draw you or drive you. The just y'all live by faith. And God want us Miracle Temple to live by faith. Let's quit watching the pandemic and watch God. The more you watch him, you ain't thinking about that no more. You ain't thinking about if you done this or you done that. You're not extra cautious. You just walking by faith and not by sight. I'm not telling you not to do what they tell you to do. But some people don't understand my language. So they're making me out to be a villain. They're making me out to be the one that's wrong. But it's okay because if you're looking at me wrongly, you're looking at God. And until you see him, the natural man cannot receive anything from God. You have to receive it through the spirit, y'all. You cannot receive things of God through your flesh. And if your flesh is rising up, you got to crucify that flesh. You got to come to a humbling state to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong and mean it. There's a godly sorrow. A godly sorrow don't keep doing the same thing. Y'all hear what I'm saying? When I'm wrong in an area, I'm going into the word of God to get corrected in that area. God corrects me because he loved me. He gave me his word to bring correction so I can live a long life through him. When you don't live according to the word, you shorten your days. The Bible tells you that. So we don't want our days shortened. It's not because, and some people say it was just a time. Nah. Mm -mm. You can go before your time by being in rebellion. Look in the Bible, these wars. When God told them not to do something, they did it, they died. That wasn't God's fault. It was already set out. God already told them, this is what's going to happen if you do this. So why are you asking God why? You overstepped the bounds. If you get yourself in debt, this is what's going to happen. You're going to live poorly. But God wants us to prosper. Beloved, I wish you above all things that you should prosper and be in good health. The key is your soul got to prosper. Your mind, your will, and emotions got to line up with what he's saying, not with what you want to do. No, God, I don't need that at this time. I need to pay whom I owe. Everybody got this and everybody got that, baby. I ain't got nothing but baby. The house payment need to be paid. Call them, honey. Call them and let them know that. Can we set up something, baby, so I can get what I want? Okay, sweetie. Anything you, you Ahab. Live righteously. Live by the word of God. Baby, I love you so much. And the reason why I do, because I know how much Christ loved the church. He loved the church so much that he became their shelter over their head. And guess what? I'm going to pay this bill. Because the Bible tells me to so you can have the shelter over your head. And that's better than getting a pocketbook. You cannot live out of your pocketbook, baby. That's how much I love you. So no matter how mad you get, this is not the time. But some men don't want to stand up that way. 
They want to please that wife rather than please God. And then some men, whoo, they're so tight, they squeak. They don't want to get out of their little set way. They say they trust in God, but guess what? When you have money to give to your wife, you want to love your wife in a way that you say, come on, baby, I want to take you out. Baby, that's outside of your budget. Baby, God got us. God got us. I'm doing this because God is telling me this is what you need. That's why we got to hear God. Nobody don't want to live with a stingy person all your life. That brings anger. That brings discord. That brings strife. Who want to live that way? Work all the time. And then can't even have a sandwich outside the house. That don't line up. Come on, give me something. Nuggets. Something. We should have graduated the nuggets, but dag, man, I've been married to you 20 years. I can't even get a steak sometime. I'm tired of nuggets. I'm tired of chick, 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 chick. Now, if we got to, we got to, but I, I know that bank account say we don't have to sometime, and you ain't even helping nobody else. What you gonna do with it? Now you mad. Let's walk by faith and we'll know what to do with everything we have. We'll even know how to give without anybody telling us. Because it's the heart, y'all. It's the heart. If your heart is not in the right place, you ain't going to do nothing. Somebody tell you to do it, you do it because they told you, but not because you want to. It means nothing. When you have a heart to give, when you have a heart to love, y'all, it always work out. So let's live by faith. And not by sight. And the only way we can do it is through the word of God. There is no other way, y'all, but through his word. I don't care how much you work. I don't care what you try to do. If you don't have this word first and foremost, it may work, but it's not going to work for long. Amen? So we want to live by faith and not by sight. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. What a 